Storygram Network. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. Under the Groove is sponsored by The Laugh Cellar and Lucky Vans Tattoo. How are you? I'm fine. Just, uh, what day is it? <laughs> what day of the week is it? We're working on Monday. <gasps> Monday. Start Mon- off with Monday. Monday, Monday. Oh my gosh. Well, it's good to see you. And uh, you did go fishing good today, to did you? you? No, I took it off. I did some uh, mechanic work. Um, I just got back from uh, Southern California. It was my wife's birthday. We went to a place called Solvang cool little danish community and uh, i got to fish down there a couple of beaches i love solvang oh my gosh so cool do you remember my friend from high school her name was julie andrews she was like a really tall tall blonde girl and she we used to call her big bird oh i don't (laughs) welcome to under the groove my name is lisa And my co-host is... Flash Rider. Flash is my cousin, and we grew up together. And the motto of our show is, be someone who makes everybody feel like somebody. Join us in our weekly talk fest about the excitements of life. Nothing to it but to do it. Don't you always remember listening to good Motown and stuff like yes, that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and, I think and, that would be playing in the background of, of cleaning the house or doing something, but it was always some type of, uh, yeah, Motown song. I don't know if you remember, um, but I was a little bit, I'm like a little bit older than you, but I do have fond memories of some good music coming on. And then everybody just kind of getting together and doing like a soul train dance or whatever, or, or the hustle. Remember the hustle? And then it was the bump, the bump, <gasps> the bump. Oh my gosh. I forgot about the bump, but Auntie, Auntie. Ben- oh man. They taught us. Are you kidding me? I mean, being teenage girls themselves, when we were shoot about me high, we looked at them and they were playing the latest music. They were talking the latest hip talk. And so it was, it was a beautiful thing. They were in love with boys and fixing their hair and working with makeup or just doing what teenage girls were doing back then in the seventies. I thought, you know, I know that, you know, I, I have such particular and vivid memories of auntie bet and auntie Sill Cause they shared a room. Do you remember they shared the room? Sure. That and, front room to the right. And uh, it was like these two matching twin beds with green bedspreads. They were like flowery green bedspreads. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, Auntie Bet used to just sit. She was so into listening to music. She, she was always playing. They had a little, you know, uh, stereo, but it was just like a, a turntable, kind of like, you know, and they would put their their albums okay so i was thinking about this so it, an album is the whole album the whole record right a record right. Not singles you buy singles <laughs> a record is actually one song but the record is actually also the whole physical album i don't know it's confusing i was like okay album record record anyway they used to play their albums on this little mm-hmm. turntable and 
they would listen to some good music. I mean, I when Stevie Wonder came out, his um, songs in the you know key of life, and there were a couple songs on that album that Auntie Bet used to always play, and one of them was. I wish, remember, wishing back on when I was a little nappy-headed boy. You nasty boy. Mama give you money before Sunday school. You trade yours for candy after church is through. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was tight. Keep singing it. She'd be sitting on her bed um, reading Seventeen magazine. And we're talking uh-huh. circa, we're talking circa like 1977, 78. Right. And then the other song I she loved, she used to always play this song. It was by Stevie Wonder on the same album. And it was like called Love is in Need of Love Today. Do you remember that song? Love's no. in need of love today. Remember that one? Wow. We can't play it on we can't play it on our show because you know copyright stuff, but so we gotta sing the songs. But just, well, I don't I don't know who sung this one, but every time I hear it, I think of her. It's that one that goes up. No one else can make me feel the colors that you bring. Stay with me while we grow old and we will live each day in the springtime. Cause loving you. Happy birthday, Antibet. We miss you. One of the other songs I remember that she used to love, and this one was so good, was Sister Sledge. I wrote it down. He's the greatest dancer. It was like, nice. night in disco on the outskirts of Frisco. I was cruising with my favorite gang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I totally remember that song. Was Sister, remember Sister Sledge? Sister yes. Sledge. Yeah, they were so good. Used to always listen to all the good, uh, like, current disco and Motown. I loved it. It was so fun. And I, I actually do, Bun, I could tell you this now because she, no, she won't get busted, but she used to sneak out and go to the discos. I used to watch her. You know, because Grapple, really? Grapple wasn't letting she her go out to go the, out the front door. She would have to go out the front door because she wasn't going out that window. I mean, we could probably make it out that window. We jumped that high before. I jumped out the window once, but... Boon, she used to sneak out. And you remember the remember we talked about grandma and grandpa's stairs before, how many yeah. stairs it was all squeaky and creaky. Yes. You would have to like tippy toe on the very side by the railing. If you walk down that very mm. side, you wouldn't be walking down the center so it wouldn't go crank, 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 and you could hear it. <laughs> she would yeah. like get all dolled up in it was the 70s it was disco and she had like these really cool like dresses on like these big like you know like long beautiful dresses and she really did like wear a flower in her hair and she would have a shawl on and she would go out and and her friends i'd look out the window and they'd be in their car and she'd go out and she'd come and then she went to the disco i think that's so cool (laughs) so somebody was picking her up i'm sure she was gonna meet her down the street or someplace else because that in them's room was right in front yeah, she had to she had to like walk probably down the street. Actually, sometimes she did. She would walk out and then she'd go down to the corner of Fulton and Arguello right there, you know, or McAllister and Arguello. Yeah, but she loved music so much. I, I I just feel like when I think about, you know, your mom and I think about Auntie Bet, and I think about that song, Only the Good Die Young. You know that song? Mm-hmm. Only the good mm-hmm. die young. And it's just crazy because out of all the people in the world. 
like, I mean, not in the world, but like all the people in our family, like, man, those two, you know, is that, is that, is that, I always think, I think about that a lot. And Auntie Bet, like just battling breast cancer for over eight years, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, just remember the days leading up to her, you know, going up to heaven. You spent a lot of time because you lived, you lived up there with her. Yeah. We went, when she, she lived in Seattle, um, uh, you know, and so I was living in Seattle at that time and helped her through chemo and everything. And, um, just the, you know, the chemo treatments were just so brutal and, you know, at the end her lungs were getting filled with, you know, liquid and fluids and she'd have to get those tapped and man, that was tough. Hi, who's barking? Poochie? Barky bark. Yeah, that's, that's my kid. I think thing might have to be let out. Okay, go oh. for it. We can do it. Go on, cousin. I, I can hear you. We're getting old. My dog's is like 17 years old. He's kind of finicky. Oh, he doesn't want to go outside. He thinks I'm maybe talking. He, he thinks if I'm talking to myself is what he thinks. He's like, man, he's, he's talking to himself again. He wants to be inside in the warm. The warmth. I know. I've got a fire going on and, you know, I got, I got my, I got my fire already chilling. <laughs> That's awesome. Hot. Does that give you some good heat? It's just all about the fiery vibe. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, it's better than, uh, you know, putting it on the TV. I, I like during Christmas, like we put that Yule log oh, on the TV. Man. I mean, yeah. indoor fireplaces are a real big hazard, I believe too, but just that sense of having fires. Cause I start one outside in my little fire pit all the time and smelling, I got pine trees that I burned. So it smells good. It's just, it's refreshing. It sparks yeah. memories of, camping and wilderness like when you guys used to live up in Truckee, that, that was a cool time you know what i mean i mean it was like what are we gonna do out here we chilled fished and shit killed squirrels <laughs> <laughs> i never killed a squirrel i forgot we had our cabin in uh Truckee. i mean i didn't forget but i really loved having that cabin in Truckee. that was so fun we'd go up there i remember we're, talk- we're talking about auntie bet this episode i remember when we were up there one time in in Truckee at the cabin and um she came up to visit us at the cab and she slept the entire weekend and i remember i was like maybe like 11 or 12 and i was like no she she was just a she was just uh you know a 20 year old that was like always disco dancing and she was tired <laughs> so it was like her weekend getaway like she came up to tahoe and um and she just slept the whole week. She, she slept a lot. And I think because she was just tired of the city and everything. But she was... Out of all the children, how would she stand out? Out of all the 11 siblings, how does Auntie Bet stand out to you? Um, I think that Auntie Bet, she was uh, always the one who, like, was the caregiver. Because she really was. Because, you know, Grandma had Parkinson's, right? And Grandpa worked. So Auntie mm-hmm. Bet she took care of the house as a teenager. I remember like I, she did all of the laundry. She did uh, the grocery shopping. I would go with her to the commissary in Presidio and we, she'd have her list and she'd have this little put punch thing that you punch the number. Like it was like a handheld calculator. She would like, if it was something was $2, she'd go do, do, 
at it. And so she'd have a, a running tab of everything that she was spending. Cause she, you know, grandpa gave her like, she did that. Yeah. She had her list and grandpa gave her like the money, you know, for the groceries to go once a week to go buy all the groceries. And I'd be tagging along and she'd have to get like four gallons of milk and, you know, and I'd always get a treat. And oh, the one thing I always wanted was there was, do you remember those little things that were lemon squeezers? It was like a lemon and inside was lemon, fake lemon juice. And you squeeze it and you, you know. and we used to, we used to freeze it too. Dude. Yeah. Oh, you're talking yeah. about <laughs> those lemon squeezers. <laughs> I'd always get one yeah. of those. And she went to the commissary and she, she, she loaded those cart. We had two carts. I pushed one, she pushed one and she just loaded it with meats and bread and milk. And she'd do her little handheld calculator, punchy thing. And then we go up and then the cute, I, I totally remember like the teenage bag boys and she would always be like, ha, 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 ha. And then we go and load the car up and then we go home. But yeah, she really was. So getting back to your question, she was such a caretaker. And I, I remember her just taking care of me all the time and like your mom like everybody was stuck with me <laughs> I, yeah. it's like oh lisa's here again Get lisa yeah but anyway that's how i think about auntie bet how about you like what, what are your fond memories of auntie bet she was so cool she was really cool every time we would go to the house she i mean she's she would kind of just they'd be in the room but i would always hear music and amongst us always being hungry and eating we just eat you know, go grub and then find out what everybody else is doing. But she'd be, you know, probably the closest to grandma. Like you said, always doing something. They'd be some chores from cooking and cleaning and something. She'd be, they'd be doing it. I mean, he, the house was never dirty, I thought. And yeah. there was always something to do for a house that size with that many people in it. It was a, uh, a rob, revolving door. But I remember hmm, empty bed during her married times as she got older and had kids and they moved yeah. up north. We got to um, visit her before she passed and she opened up her home and we just talked about things that were relative. We just talked about things that were loving and I didn't understand how severe her breast cancer was. I didn't understand how in pain she was. I just seen her smile. I just seen her spirit come out, although her hair was gone and her many her breasts were gone. But she still had her heart there. She still had her mind there. So her uh Norris's birthday are the same, which is really cool. And that or this probably reminded me that she did share good times with us and she did offer Man, just her heart. I mean, what she had, and she listened to you. And she wrote to us, and you know, I have a couple of letters that, if I reflect on it, would probably wise me up even more because she'd always have something really kind to say. But that's so crazy. You're right. Auntie Bet used to write us letters. I remember she'd always write me a letter or a card, and she had the best handwriting. And she was a lefty. Real clean. Oh, she, I didn't know that. Yeah, she was the only one in the family. Besides your sister, that is a lefty. Mm -hmm. She's a, yeah, she was a lefty. Right, a lefty. Yeah. Wow. 
And Auntie Bet, I, I actually remember when you came up to Seattle and you visited her and you said, I remember you saying to her, Auntie, Auntie, you can beat it. You can beat it. You got this, Auntie. You got it. Just beat it, Auntie. And then she was like kind of cheer- laughing and cheering. But I remember you saying that to her. And that was that was really cool that you said that to her. Because that's essentially, I mean, you want to say that to somebody who has cancer. You want to let them know that the it's it's you're going to beat it. You're going to beat it, you know. And those were good. Those, yes. That was good words from you, you know. Right on, man. I think that just that little, uh, that little ounce of hope, you know, sometimes make you smile. That's what what? we're taught. So we were taught that we were so surrounded by so many loving people. I mean, of course we've talked about how they, you know, you know, spanked us a lot sometimes, but you know, they were still loving. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hitting in the head. I call that five across the eyes. You know, Uh, you're a kid, you didn't know what a pop. (laughs) <laughs> you get that thing yeah or the wooden spoon i remember grandma had that wooden spoon. oh man man any anything that was an object to throw and had some weight on it my mother used to have these big old wooden shoes <laughs> they're like platforms and I, I probably got like that scar from it and this scar from it because i didn't duck i didn't think they were gonna come at me as fast as she threw it strong woman and very accurate <laughs> she was accurate all 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 um all Filipino households have those uh, wooden spoon, you know, those big ones, like life, like life-size yeah. wooden spoons hanging on each side of the, uh, of the kitchen Yeah, it's like door. somebody's going to really eat at it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. Those big ones. But Auntie Bet was so cool. I mean, I just have so many, you know, most of my memories from her do... Uh, do involve music because she was always listening to her radio. Um, she was always listening to albums. Um, I was just mm. thinking the other day, she she used to like that song, you know, it was like, you can ring my bell, ring my bell. Remember that one? Oh, yeah, I remember that. We used, ring we used ring to do some break dance. Some, some <laughs> thinking about how sweet she was, you know, and, and just how... Um, she would always uh, think about everybody else before she thought about, you know, herself. And I think even when she had cancer, she was that way too, you know? And I, I just, I remember, um, you know, I, I, you know, you were, when your mom passed away, we were young, really young. So I didn't really get to, to say anything to her and, you know, and with Auntie Bet, we kind of, you know, I kind I was able to, so. You you can never get over it. So to realize that Auntie Bet's, birthday was March 3rd and you know she used to write letters and she remembered everybody's birthday she probably sent everybody a card at that time which is really um you know considerate of her so in honor of her today in honor of her life those that had breast cancer or any of the troubles or cancers that they went through as a woman she was a beautiful beautiful person a beautiful woman This podcast is is all about our our growing up and how we truly did learn, you know, that you should always be someone who makes everybody around you feel like they have meaning. And in our family right now, there's a lot of there's tension. I mean, every family, you know, it, there's never not going to be some, you know, misunderstanding or or whatever, miscommunication or whatever. And I think about that a lot. I think about, you know, ups and downs of the of our fa- of our family. And, and I think if your mom and Auntie Bet were still alive, I don't think anybody would, would have fought the way um, 
some of the things have gone down in the past couple of years have gone down. And I believe that. Sure. And I, I think that, I think that, um, God, you know what, if, if, if Auntie Julia and Auntie Bet were still alive, I, I think our family would be so different because Auntie Bet always brought people together and your mom always brought yes. people together. So they, yes. th- that, they're the only two siblings out of all 11 that did that in my memory, because because that was the experience I had with them. They always brought people together. If there was a dis- there was a disagreement, Auntie Bet would call and make everybody come together and talk it out. Imagine like Auntie Bet. She's a teenager, and she's got all her nieces and nephews like around. Like she's got to take care of them. Then she has her mom that's you know has Parkinson's, and then Grandpa, you know, was working and you know, and she had to keep the house together. And I think that's why she snuck out to go disco dancing. <laughs> uh, I, I remember her friends. I remember she had one friend, his name was Leonard. I couldn't figure out if Leonard was gay, but he had like really cool, like feathered hair. And I didn't, I didn't, I don't know, but I, I, I was, you know, I suspected he might've been, he was, he lived around the corner and then, that's funny. Who else? and then her other friend was, uh, she had a friend named Terry. Okay. Now Terry, Terry was her uh, her disco dancing friend. They went out a lot. And Terry, I was I didn't know this when because you know I'm a lesbian, but I was you know you know eight years old or so. But it turned out Terry was in love with Auntie Bet. So and it was a woman. Yeah, this so Terry's a woman. Yeah, so wow. te- so Terry. <laughs> this is a funny story. So Terry, I remember what she looked like. She was like she was Asian. She was Chinese, and she had like curly hair, like short curly hair, but it was really stylish. And then she's like, have like really skinny eyebrows, you know, the seventies, they had like really skinny drawn eyebrows. On. Yeah. The drawn right. on ones. And you know, they were so fashionable. I remember Terry used to wear like, you know, low cut shirts and like these Bob, the bell bottoms. And she always looked so cool. I, I, I it's one thing about like being around the aunties, you know, in the seventies, like just seeing their style. fashion. Yeah. Their style. Tied. If we can draw that or recreate that. You can't recreate oh, that. You can't recreate that. We'll post some pictures of them on our website, but um, they there uh, you so, go. Yeah. So Terry was always around, and she would. Terry was nice to me. She'd always take me to store or whatever. And but then Auntie, uh, they went to Hawaii one one uh, summer together, and then Terry, uh, Auntie didn't tell me this till later in life. She told me that Terry like got really serious with her at this bar and was like looking at her, and she's like. I have to tell you, Liz, because they called her, you know, Auntie Bet Liz. Her name is Elizabeth. Yes. That's her so nickname. She, so she goes, or I bet. Tell, or bet. Bet. Um, she, uh, she, what was I going to say? Okay. <laughs> Get to another story. I was actually supposed to be, <laughs> I was actually supposed to be Elizabeth, but my biological father, he filled out the uh, a birth certificate wrong and he put Lisa because they were going to call me Elizabeth and, and, and then call El, me Elizabeth Lisa. Yeah. So I was going to be named Elizabeth and, you know, my last name. And, um, and, um, but then Ben Lawrence, you know, messed up the birth certificate and just put Lisa. And so, uh, so then I became, um, you know, Lisa Ann Raddick and, and I was actually supposed to be named after Auntie Bet, but that got messed up anyway. So, um, so, so Terry getting back to Terry, so Terry goes up, comes up to Auntie, and she's like looking at her in the eyes, and she's like, "Liz, I have to tell you something." And she's like, "I'm in love with you." And Auntie was like, "Auntie told me when she described it to me the story." She's like, she just like was like, "Oh, 
you know, and she's like, okay, well, you know, I'm not gay or anything like that. But, you know, it was the seventies and I don't think people were really out and about at that time, you know, with their lifestyle. But Auntie was kind of religious too. She had a really religion she was following. Yeah. But that was later <laughs> in life. That was later in life when she was, you know, a teenager, it was, it was, well, actually grandma and grandpa were, did you ever see this? I was always there at night. You guys always went home because your parents came and got you. And I stayed at night a lot. And at night, uh-huh. we would go into grandma and grandpa's room. And um, we would um, sit, kneel all around the bed. And Auntie Bet, see, Auntie Bet did everything. <laughs> she would sit in the middle of the bed with a rosary. And grandma was seated because she couldn't kneel. And we do the rosary, like from start to finish. I can't remember anymore, but yeah, we would do the rosary. We'd light candles and then it was done. Then we'd go out and eat dinner or whatever. But um, so I think she was religious in that sense, but not like in her twenties. And, but when she got married later in life, yeah, I think she really got uh, found, you know, her, her religion, very, very important to her. But Terry was her lesbian lover in the closet, but you know, nothing never happened. That's funny that she would tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. She, she had the, and she had a lot of fun friends. I remember her hairdresser was named Gary Tom and he was just like gay. My grandmother still used that. My grandmother uses the same. You look at my grandmother's haircut. Maybe I bet had the same style at that time. (laughs) She still wears that haircut. Oh my God, grandma. Oh my God. You're Gary Tom. If you're out there. I don't Gary think he's alive. <laughs> oh my God, but uh, I don't know. Your grandma went to Gary Tom too. He was the guy to go yes. to. Oh my God. They had the so Gary funny. Tom look. If you didn't if you didn't have the Gary Tom look, you weren't getting into Chinatown. You weren't getting into <laughs> Filipino town, Chinatown. You weren't even in town. <laughs> no Gary Town. No Gary Town. <laughs> Gary Town. Um, oh my God. He was on California Street and he had a little shop yes. there. Yeah, do you remember yes. that? I we went yeah. to that shop. Go go go! Would have to be religious because Grandma gave her haircut every I don't know Saturday at two, and she was like I say religious. She knew everything about the ins and outs of fucking that dude. She'd come home tell the stories about his you know gallivanting or whatever. You know Once he did week. that high that high dynasty kind of look and just had, had that thing just humming, Grandma. Grandma slept with her head out because, you know, it was a week before she get it done again. She didn't want to make that thing cricket. So she just picked her, her head, you know what I mean, in limbo. Her her hair. Now we're talking about your grandma on your dad's side. And so yeah. I would always, I, I love, Grandma Laura, I loved, I, they were like my adopted grandparents. I love them so yes. much. But I her hair was so funny. She'd always like, when she'd scratch it, she'd like put a little stick in there and go like this. <laughs> Gina Gina had given her uh, what grandma calls a corn roll across the top of her head. And and she she has a lot of gray and just the corn roll was black because she likes to dye portions of it. So it kind of looked like a skunk. <laughs> grandma I did give her. A, yes, I got pictures. We're going to we're going to show that. Uh, I podcasters. Well, <laughs> I podcasters. <laughs> um, I just want you guys to know my cousin is drinking something called sugar flavored whiskey. Let him know. Oh, Let brown, him know. brown, 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 BSB, brown sugar bourbon. Bourbon. Yeah. That looks good. That's how actually. I asked for it. I want some BSB. 
Give me the BSB, please. Be, that that looks good. I want to get some of that. Tasty. Oh, Damn. you know what? Yeah. I did a I did a sake bomb yesterday. I put like you know um put the put the beer inside the the sake pour a little beer and then drop a sake thing like, like that. Oh my god, so good! You finished the whole thing? Yeah. You finished the whole? Oh wait, do you put an egg in there too? Oh, I should. I didn't like a quail's egg or something like that. That'd be good. They they do that. Yeah, but it, it's a, I don't know this. The shot comes in kind of harsh. It comes in whew, like a ton of bricks. Yeah, as shots are, but this is just beer and sake. It's not that potent, you know. It's not like bourbon or whiskey, you know, like a shot of tequila. Like, oh, she. So, um, oh, I wish Wait. we. So, oh my god, that's so funny, Gary Tom. So that was her hairdresser. <laughs> yeah, we left off at Gary Tom. <laughs> Auntie 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 Bet had that style too, man. I mean, like I said, if you didn't have that Gary Tom look, you wasn't. <laughs> I, I guess you was doing it yourself with your four fingers, with your <laughs> four fingers. Oh, my God. And then, remember, Auntie worked at Macy's. And so did your your Auntie Jadine worked at Macy's, too, remember? My, yes, my Auntie Jadine. And she was another one that actually... Tell everybody. ...early in the stage of life. Uh, my Auntie Jadine passed, I believe, in... I, I believe in 06. Yeah. Yes, and it was a tear in her lung that she got from a minor fender bender accident that actually turned into something else to where she couldn't survive the second operation. Um, I loved Auntie Jadine growing up too. When I would go over, because she was the same age as Auntie Bet, so they were teenagers at the same time. So you're 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 the same age, pretty much. Yeah. So I remember your wow. your mom. You know. Your mom was my mom's sister and Auntie Bet's sister. And so then your dad, your dad, his his sister was Jadine. And the families, you know, we got together. We were, we were, you know, in-laws. Um, and so we'd hang out. But Auntie Jadine, she was such a cool teenager too. She had some clothes, she had the hair, and she was always so nice too. She'd always go, How you doing, Lisa? And she'd always she was quiet, but she always asked what I was up to, what I'm doing. She was always interested. Even it was a social one. Auntie was the one that worked for Macy's yeah. almost all her life. Yep. She and Auntie Bet used to go out to the discos together. I remember. Like yeah. they, were, they were like the same age and they would go out and hang out and you know they knew um, all the same crowd. It was funny because I, I they might have dated each other's boyfriends back. It's so crazy to think your mom, Auntie Bet, Auntie Auntie Jadine. Because I called her Auntie Jadine too, even though she wasn't my auntie. Yeah, we all did. yeah and the three yeah, of those Auntie J. The phone for you. We should do like a comic strip, like Auntie Juliet, Auntie Bet, and Aunt Jadine. And like the three of them. <laughs> like If there were three, those three women were side by side in a comic strip, they'd be dope. Right. Your, mo- your mom could yeah. be in the middle. Your mom is in the middle. And then, you know, Auntie Bet's on the side with her, with like a Charlie's Angels, like going like this. And then Auntie Jadine's, you know, the innocent one. And, and then your mom would be the badass <laughs> bitch. Auntie JD would solve all the problems, like she, and then Auntie Bet would get yeah. it. You know, she, well, no, Auntie Bet would solve all Aunt, the problems. Yeah, Auntie Bet would calculate it all, make sure she was like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at the way she was doing it. She's like, maybe that was like, oh. <laughs> um, sorry, I had a little. Uh, my client was texting me. 
situation. That was fun talking about Auntie today. <sighs> Come on, stop texting me, people. Sheesh. It's it's Gary Tom. No, do you think Gary, do you think Gary Tom is still alive? He's probably yeah, in seventies or maybe eighties now. Hey, listen, listen, because he still has black hair. You know, to the roots. He's walking around. He's just wait. He's still around. He yeah. He you, still has a shop. Oh my god! He still has a shop. That's crazy. Yeah. He does. He does senior citizens in his wheelchair. No. <laughs> oh God. Oh my God. Poor Gary Tom. Oh, Gary Tom. Oh, you got to Google him later to see who's around because gonna, he was the man of the hair. I'm gonna look him he up on, man. on Facebook. All right, we've reached the end of Under the Groove this week. Come back next week, Sunday. Yeah, 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 yeah. And don't forget to put a hook in it. <laughs> I love you, cuz. I'll see you next week. Love, love you too, cousin. All right. <laughs> Bye now. New episodes of Under the Groove drop every Sunday. Storygram Network. Oh, my God.